Welcome inside the Yellow Studio. You are listening to Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. Modern tales of an ancient pursuit. Sometimes you got to pick music, pick music that's just that is so not congruent. Now the word would be incongruent with the subject matter, and that's what I'm doing today. Let's talk about the high price of tyranny. We might even throw in a little bit of discussion about desperation too. Sounds fun, doesn't it? subject matter that'll put a pep in your step (laughs) i'm sorry i couldn't resist as i hit the record button today is wednesday march 16 2022 but you're listening to this on saint patty's day so there's that got that going for you you wearing green look around you got any green on if you don't i'm gonna come through the speakers or your earbuds and give you a pinch Samuel Adams wrote, If you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude better than the animating contest of freedom, go home from us in peace. We ask not your counsels or arms. Crouch down and lick the hands which feed you. May your chains set lightly upon you, and may prosperity forget that you were our countrymen. <laughs> translations don't love wealth better than liberty don't love the tranquility of servitude better than freedom he was right as we are recording the war in Ukraine continues just this morning, the 35 year old, I think that's how old he is the president of Ukraine who who's by the way, been a very impressive example of leadership in my opinion. I mean, based on what we see, clearly we don't, there's a lot that we're not seeing, but what we are seeing would indicate He's got the stuff, right? I look at it and I'm sad. I'm sad for us. I'm sad for our country. Uh, I'm sad for many of us who seem to lack leadership like that. And I've heard people put arguments forth. Well, it's, it's a little, it's Ukraine. If, if he were, if he were the head of state of some larger country like ours, He probably wouldn't be who he is. Okay. That very well may be true. And I respect our leaders and pray for their success, but boy, doesn't something tell you that we just, we've got to surely a country as wealthy and as large as ours population wise and resource wise. Can we not do better? Ah, but we're not going to wax political because we don't roll that way. 
But tyranny does have a cost. There is a high price to be paid for tyranny, and it's not just a price that's paid by those upon whom tyranny is thrust. It's a price paid by the tyrant himself or herself. In the case of Mr. Putin, it is it is certainly a price to be paid by him, by his regime, by the citizens of his country. They're paying some kind of a price right now with the embargo and whatnot. It could be argued, well, they're not paying a high enough price. Well, not yet, but it ain't over yet. He certainly appears to be uh, isolating himself from the West, which may not be so problematic because guess what? He is in a fantastic partnership with another tyrant, China. Uh, you know, when two bullies get together, when two tyrants join forces, uh, it can be, well, it can be scary. It can be perplexing. It can be very, very many different things. And, and it is, it is, we, we just, you've got two countries that have resources and have a degree of wealth and have a large geographical presence, meaning big land mass and a lot of people. So there's that. I don't know what's going to happen. I pray for the very best outcome. Um, I don't have a clue what that is, but I certainly, I certainly would hope that Ukraine, that they can come out of this on the other side. Uh, clearly they're damaged already. There's likely much more damage to be done. World markets have been dramatically affected, but, and that's not so important except as it relates to the impact that it has on lives, real, real lives. It's not about money. It's not about wealth. It is about Liberty. It's not about the tranquility of being in servitude. It is about this contest for freedom as Mr. Adams wrote many, many years ago. And it's always about those things. I was having a conversation not too terribly long ago with somebody, uh, and it was a career kind of a conversation and they were discussing their career and they were discussing how they were hoping to advance and they're relatively young, uh, hoping to advance and hoping to increase, increase their pay. And I began to ask questions about satisfaction, even not so much happiness because that's so fleeting, but satisfaction in the term, in terms of, of feeling like you're making a difference. Do you feel like you're having an impact? How do you feel when you get up in the morning? You, you, you excited to go to work, you excited to do the kind of work that you're doing or not. And they said they were, I, what about your bosses? What about your team? Do you, how do you feel about, Oh, feel good about them. Feel good about it. Feel good about the suit. Just, but just wish you made more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so describe this unhappiness with the money. And they threw out a number that, quite frankly, I was kind of shocked by because it was a relatively, no, I thought, a relatively low, low number. I mean, I, well, I'll put it this way. It, it, was, it was a few thousand dollars, right? So we're not talking tens of thousands of dollars. We're talking a few thousand dollars, and I'm like, so if you went somewhere, I mean, it sounds to me like you've got a whole lot of things that are over there in that plus column. You just wish you made more money. I get it. 
I'm not, I'm certainly not negating it. It's your life. You can feel any way you want to about it and you can take on any strategy you hope to try to fix it. But what if you made, what if you, what if you had to give up some of those things that are currently in the plus column, but you got the money, how would that, would that work? Looked at me and all he said was, you know, well, I, I really, I really need to make more money. Of course, then being who I am, I said, well, you, you do understand the market doesn't much care about <laughs> your need for money. I mean, I get it, but you're not going to get more money just because you need it, right? The, the world just doesn't work that way. You're going to get more money by being worth more. And it very well could be that you're being suppressed where you are. It very well could be that, you know, you're such a compliant employee, perhaps that they're not paying you the going market rate because, well, you're not, you're not bugging them for it. I don't know. Could be it happens, but then the conversation morphed into what I call being money whipped. And that's what Mr. Adams wrote. You love wealth more than liberty. And while many people say they don't by their actions, they prove they do. You know, when I was growing up, we called it selling out, selling out. Well, we can all choose whether we're going to sell out or not. Some of us have a, well, like my conversation partner, some of us have a, have a pretty low, have a pretty low threshold for selling out. I mean, really a a few thousand dollars, a few thousand dollars. I'm old. And so my price tag would be much higher than a few thousand dollars, but no, I'm so old that it's priceless for me. Now the tranquility of servitude is not better than an animated contest for freedom. Wealth is not worth more to me than the freedom, the freedom to choose, the freedom to. And it's not for me so much the freedom to do what I want. It's the freedom to do the right thing and for me to make that decision for myself, which so often is taken out of your hands when you are subjected to tyranny. You a fan of Jordan Peterson? If you're not, you should be. He's written a couple of books, real worthwhile, a real worthwhile fellow to watch and to listen to and to read. In my opinion, I'm a big fan. And Mr. Peterson talks quite a lot about tyranny. Malevolence is the word that he uses with great frequency. You don't hear that word much. It's basically the evil that we're capable of. Tyranny costs everybody. We're watching it unfold as we watch the television and we read reports of what's happening in Ukraine. We are watching the enormously high price of tyranny. And on a scale, and there is, I don't know what it is, but on this tyranny scale, Putin and what he is doing to Ukraine, well, they, they win the prize, right? I mean, they are, Putin is without peer at least today when it comes to tyranny, but we've had tyrants before. I remember, 
I don't know how old I was, but I wasn't all that old. Idi Amin. You know, I've seen dictator after dictator. I grew up in an era where dictators, there kind of was such a thing. You don't hear much about dictators anymore. A dictator. What is a dictator? Well, they dictate. I mean, they control everything. In a word, a dictator is a tyrant with power. (laughs) Not all tyrants have power. Well, they have power of influence and imposing their evil, but Putin is a, he's a dictator in the sense that he's a tyrant with power. I don't know the government structure in the Soviet Union. I mean, he seems to have rather absolute power. I don't know that, but from my vantage point as a, as a lay person who is not really into politics and certainly is far, far from a Russian expert, he seems to have all the signs of a, of a, of a dictator, of an effective dictator. And that's the other thing. If you're going to be a dictator, you, you better be effective because otherwise you're going to get knocked off at home. We've been having these conversations wondering, you know, you wonder what's going on behind the scenes. You wonder, I mean, come on, you know, Caesar, I saw somebody posted, there was a a pencil holder, a kind of a thing that sits on your desk that would hold pencils and pens. And, and the front is Caesar. Well, you put all the pens and stuff in the back (laughs) seem fitting, right? I mean, I thought it was clever and you wonder if things like that are going on over in Russia, you know, no way to know. I'm not saying that I wish death upon Putin. That's not the point. You know, the point is you just wonder, you wonder how much people will take. You wonder how much the high price of tyranny, you wonder at what point, at what point do people rise up and say enough? I've had enough. I'm not going to take it anymore. And it's now worth risking whatever you saw the young lady. uh, She gets interrogated for 14 hours and they they suppose they find her and let her go. I find this remarkable. I, I, I hope that's the end of the story, but I fear for her that it's not right. She holds up this sign on the broadcast over in the Soviet union, a government controlled, very censored broadcast, by the way. And she holds up this sign. All I remember is the sign said no war. Uh, that was the only English that I remember making out. And of course, she's arrested, interrogated for hours, fined and released. I don't know what prompted her to all of a sudden do that. I don't know. And you wonder how many are, how many are there like her? I would suspect it's like most everything else. There may be an enormous number of people who feel the same way. They, they don't have the courage, the bravery, the stupidity, the call it whatever you want to call it to speak out. It's the vast majority of people. It's that whole quiet desperation kind of a thing, right? It's just easier to get in the elevator and stare at your feet. And many of us, that's how we go through life. We go through life realizing that tyranny, it should be fought. We, we, there should be some animated contest for freedom, but not us, not right now. Not today. Easier to just, let's get in the elevator and let's keep our mouth shut and let's look at our shoes. 
and let's just ride this thing out. Problem is the elevator is going down. The elevator with tyranny and control is always down. Tyranny's elevator never goes up. It's never going to the next floor up. It's always going to many, many floors down. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. But how does this affect you? How does this affect me? Well, it affects us in any number of ways. But let's begin with ourselves, shall we? Instead of looking elsewhere at Mr. Putin or some other national tyrant or international tyrant, let's look at ourselves. Let's look in the mirror, shall we? Because we have our own degree of tyranny, all of us. And I'm not saying that you're a tyrant all the time, but you have the capacity for tyranny. We all do. Have you ever been unjustly cruel to anyone? I don't mean physically necessarily. I would certainly hope not. But have you ever mistreated anyone? You ever been ugly to anybody? Well, of course. We've all done that. We have all done that. Now, this is not a contest. right? I'm not not asking you to put forth some argument on why you ought to win the prize for for tyranny. That's not a prize that you want to win. If you do want to win that, I need to encourage you to seek out a mental health professional. Get, Get help with that. But fact is, we've all got a capacity for tyranny. We've all got a capacity for incredible selfishness, self centeredness, and not having enough compassion toward other people. All of us do. Many times, not saying all, but many times, it is not the result of anything directed at or toward that person. It's prompted by any number of other things that may be going on in our life. We've all seen this. We've all experienced this. Things are going bad for whatever reason, in whatever area of your life, right? It's that proverbial go home and kick the dog. No, don't go home and kick the dog. I love dogs. I don't want anybody kicking a dog. Nobody should get away with kicking a dog. You shouldn't even think about kicking a dog, but right. I grew up You kind of heard that phrase. Well, all that meant was you've got some area of your life that's not quite to your liking, and you go take it out on something or somebody else. In this situation, the dog. Well, the dog didn't do anything. The dog's just tickled to see you. So you don't go home and kick the dog, but sometimes we that's our mindset. I need to lash out at somebody or something. Because the very thing that I can't lash out, okay, well, hello. Now, welcome to tyranny. And it can be the impact that a tyrant can have. You can't lash out at the tyrant, right? You're in the elevator. You're looking at your shoes. You're not saying anything. Elevator door opens. You go to your apartment. Here's the dog. The dog's not the tyrant, but I can make the dog the object of my anger toward the tyranny that I'm enduring. And there we go. We're off to the races. We're off to the races of becoming the very thing that in that moment we hate. And it happens to all of us. Yes, all of us. Oh, you think you're better than that? You are if you are able to exercise enormous self-control. 
But don't fool yourself into thinking that you don't have the capacity for it because you do. We all do. It's the battle within that we all have to fight. It's largely what Jordan Peterson spends a ton of time talking about, lecturing about, writing about. It's that battle within. Our constant, fierce battle to be better, to overcome the things that hold us back, get in our way. We've met the enemy, and he is us and all that. Sometimes it is us. And so that's where I think the conversation must begin. Frankly, it's where the conversation has to end as well. What are we going to do with our own tyranny? How are we going to conquer the tyrant within and whatever tyranny we perpetrate on our own life and on the lives of other people that are around us? And we all need to get better at that. We're living in a day and age sparked largely, in my opinion, by social media and the ability to hide behind a keyboard and the ability to just say whatever you want to say. Because it wasn't that many years ago that we could live next door to people and we had no idea what they thought about this, that, or the other. Maybe they were important things. Maybe they were insignificant things. But today, you can't do that. Today, you live next door to Karen, and Karen is on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and all the other platforms. And you know how Karen feels about everything because she's quick to tell you. Oh, and maybe not to your face, but she's quick to post it all. So she's shouting from the rooftops how she feels about every little thing. And oh, by the way, that includes the way that you leave your trash can out just an hour too long after they've emptied it. Or how... The height of the grass after you've mowed it, it's not short enough. Or that one little part of the siding that really could use another coat of paint, and you really should get on that. And you should get on that like now. Because Karen's irked by it all, don't you know? We didn't we didn't live in a world like that. I didn't grow up in a world like that. And man am I thankful. But it's the world that we're in today. And so if Karen's going to do that, well, okay, me too. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I mean, why, why should, why should she get all the fun? So now I can get my binoculars out and I can start staring at her house and her yard. And now we can just sit back and we can just snipe at each other all day long. And won't that make the world a better place? Well, it certainly has so far, right? I mean, well, it's made Zuckerberg a gazillionaire. It's making it's making some people really, really wealthy. It could be argued that it is completely destroying the fabric of society. Yeah, but never mind all that, right? We love wealth better than liberty. We love the tranquility of servitude better than the animated contest for freedom. I'm not so sure that I agree with Mr. Adams, who wrote, may your chains set lightly upon you and may prosperity forget that we were, that you were our countrymen. And he was being gracious. Don't you think I, I would rather hope that the chains of tyranny don't rest lightly on anyone. I would hope that Putin and others, and I'm not sure that that's exactly what Mr. Adams was saying, but you could read it that way. You could also read it that he was being snarky and sarcastic, 
which is how I choose to read it. But I didn't, I never met him. So how would I know? I don't wish prosperity on Mr. Putin. I don't wish that whatever chains are set upon him by the embargo or anything else is going to happen. I don't hope that those will sit lightly upon him. I hope that they will weigh heavy, 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 heavy. And I certainly don't pray for his prosperity. But at the same time, then you think of all the millions of people in his country who are under his regime and his tyranny. I, I mean, I don't hope, I don't hope ill for them. I don't really hope ill for him. I just, I wish he weren't a tyrant, but he is. What do you do with that? That's why we have the conversation. We start with ourselves. We don't look at Putin. Oh, I understand. I understand our president says that we're paying a high, it's the Russians fault. You know, I've got a problem with that, that whole kind of a mindset, the whole blame game thing. Who can we blame? We're victims here. Don't you know you and me? We're victims of this thing happening thousands of miles away. We're victims of this man that we hate because, well, he's our enemy. He represents everything that we don't stand for. This man called Putin, this man with a funny name. Yeah, but we have met the enemy and he is us. And we love blaming other people. We love being the victim. If not for them, we would be paying lower gas prices, don't you know? If not for them, we would not be suffering the inflation that we're suffering. Oh, wait a minute. That was happening before. It's all just a con. It's all just one big lie. But you know why it's told. Of course you do. It's told so we can feel better about it. It's not our fault. We didn't do anything. We're being victims here. I don't know about you, but I could add to Mr. Adams writing. Some of us love being victims better than we love being conquerors, right? Of course it's not my fault. And if it's not my fault, then I don't have to accept any responsibility for anything. I'm just a product of the cosmos. I'm just a product of whatever happens to me. I had no part in any of this. Well, we can all say that and we can all believe that millions upon millions upon millions of people all over the globe do. If not for them, if not for that, if not for this situation or that circumstance, I, my, I, my life would be vastly better. Do you feel better? Good. I, well, I hope you do, but at the same time, I sort of hope you don't because you feeling better about that does not make it better. It does not improve you in any way, shape, or form. Welcome to the really high price of tyranny. Surrender. Giving up. Acquiescing. And I'm not talking about us fighting for our own selfishness because we are all full of that too. I want what I want. And I don't care what you want. I don't care what anybody else wants. I don't care what's good for anybody else. You know, I want what I want. We've all endured that. We've all had people in our families who have thrust upon us how their self-centeredness is in their best interest. And we're holding them back because, well, we love them and we want what's best for them. And unfortunately, whether it's through drugs or mental illness or any number of other maladies, they don't see it. Well, okay. It happens. And if your family has not suffered that, then you're one of the lucky ones. Mine has, 
and countless of you have expressed to me how it has also impacted your lives and your families because we love these people. We want what's best for them, but they don't want what's best for themselves. They, they want to be the tyrant of their own life. And the high price of tyranny in those situations is not only does the tyranny affect their life, but it affects the lives of everybody who's in their wake. Oh, but it's all your fault. Don't you know? Yes, you're to blame. I don't know. I I wish I had the answer. I don't even have the answer for the high price of tyranny other than to tell you that I know it's enormously high and it's, it's, it's incalculable. And I wish I had an answer for it. I kind of sort of do, but it's not easy. And the answer is you just can't be that self-centered. You can't be that selfish. You can't be that filled with, I so badly want to be a victim. And I so badly want to blame my circumstance for everything on somebody else or something else. It's that land of, I don't want to be held accountable for anything that I do. Everything that I do is the result of somebody else who did something to me. Well, get in line because we've all had stuff happen to us. That was the result of somebody treating us poorly, but we don't have to react to that, but it's the coward's way it's money whipped. So the discontented worker who says I need to make a few thousand dollars finds a job. They may pay a few thousand dollars more. Great. Wonderful. Check that box. And now I get over there. I don't like these people I work with. I hate getting up in the morning and doing what I'm doing. Yeah, but now you're making thousands of dollars more than you were making before. You going to quit and go back to where life was better. Not likely. So I accept it. The tranquility of servitude. (laughs) It's way better now than fighting, contesting for what I may once have had. Ah, but we want our cake and eat it too. I get it. Who doesn't? Life can always be better. And we should pursue wanting life to be better. But again, let's get the mirror. Let's look in the mirror because that's where it begins. That's where it ends. What about us? What about us? What about the high price of our tyranny upon ourselves, upon the people that we love or maybe once loved? It's funny to me how people who pursue self-centeredness and selfishness, the people that I know of who pursue it as well as it could probably be pursued. I mean, they, they give themselves wholly over to what they want and don't care about anybody else. It's amazing to me how time and time again, I look at, at these lives and the high price of that self-centered, self-induced, self-imposed tyranny results in loneliness. Isn't that ironic? Fascinating, isn't it? I want what I want. Okay, well, be careful what you wish for. Because what if you get it? <laughs> and all of a sudden you get it. Congratulations. 
and you look around and it's like, well, wait a minute for all these people that were once in my life for all these people that once cared about me once had my self interest as their interest. Where are they now? You've cut them out. You've jettisoned them from your life and now, and you want to blame them for your lot in life happens time and time again. I hear story after story, after story, week after week, after week, I hear, I hear these stories, the same exact scenario plays itself out over and over and over and over again. Here, you've got a man in Russia who wants to rule the world or rule the bigger part of the world, which includes the little country, Ukraine does not want to respect their sovereignty wants that country okay let's say he gets it and now he's isolated himself from virtually the entire west now we could argue and say well you know what he doesn't care yeah well he's at that stage he's at that phase now he's got billions upon billions of dollars it could be argued he very well may be the world's wealthiest man who knows but he's got billions of dollars that's for sure. So it could be argued, well, you know what? He doesn't care. Well, I've seen that play out on a much smaller scale, mind you, with our tyranny, our self-imposed tyranny, when people march down this path towards selfishness and I want to do what I want to do and I don't care what anybody else wants from me. Never mind that they want my best and I'm just so blind and deluded right now that I can't see that. So I think, yeah, I think this. I think drugs and alcohol and infidelity and immoral living, that's the better way to go, in my opinion. And just because these other people who love me and they don't support that, then off with their heads. I want to be free to do what I want. And turns out you're not free. Turns out you're not popular. Turns out Putin is isolating himself increasingly more and more and more and more. It's going to be interesting to see it play out. It really, really is. The sad thing is there are lives, real lives being lost every day because of this man's tyranny. Well, I don't know. I know that we're going to meet God in judgment and we're going to give an account. It seems to me, based on my faith, based on my belief in the scripture, We'd best be learning about accountability here and now and learning how to adapt to that and embrace that so that we can try to reduce the cost, the high, high price of our own tyranny. So that when we step in to eternity and we have to give an account of our life here, we're in a better position to do that without shame. Because we're perfect? Oh, no, we're not. But we can be redeemed. We can be forgiven. No, I won't wax on and preach a sermon, but if you've listened to me any length of time at all, you already know. And if you're interested, yeah, you can go to my YouTube. I got a playlist over there called In Thy Paths. Just some sermons. Just some sermons. They're just audio. I don't know. There's a hundred of them or so. If you're more interested, if you're not, that's okay too. But whether in this life or in the life to come, we want to argue about accountability. This much is sure. We are better people. We are better humans 
when we are held accountable, when we face up to our own responsibility, when we look in the mirror and we take responsibility for the outcome of our life, we just simply are better. And when we don't, we have subjected ourselves to the tyranny that will cost us and everybody in our wake. Yeah, I just couldn't go with the really jazz hands kind of theme here at the end. I didn't even get around to talking about desperation. I know you're all broken up about it. Leaning toward wisdom is modern tales of an ancient pursuit. I'd love to tell you that you're going to accomplish it. And perhaps you have, and perhaps you will to some degree. But for us to think that wisdom is something that is going to be easily achieved, I'm not that deluded. Can we get it better? Can we get it more right than we're getting it? There is little doubt. Can we do it in a vacuum? I don't believe so. I believe we need people in our life who are willing to tell us the truth, even if it hurts. And even if we think, why won't they just, why won't they just let me, I want to do what I want to do. And I want them to be good with it. The world is filled with people who are doing damage to themselves and hurting themselves. And they, they are hateful. They are hateful against the people that don't want to sit around and watch them completely waste their lives. But they want people to be good with it. They're tyrants. They don't see it that way. And we don't always see it in our own lives either. But it's why we need to surround ourselves with people who love us enough that they won't get in the elevator with us as we are making foolish, foolish, foolish decisions and keep their mouths shut and stare down at their feet. The country of Ukraine is showing us they're not going to do that. They are up against enormous odds and they quite literally are fighting for their lives. You've just got to applaud them. But for you and me, we got to learn some lessons. LeaningTowardWisdom.com My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.